Welcome all of you truth seekers and risk takers to podcast Life the Battlefield. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to learn how to communicate with the spirits, ghosts. Now, today I have a special person in my studio, Joan Vassalo. And let's go talk spirituality, mental and fitness and all things around our well-being. Joan, welcome to the studio, secret location. Thank you, Mario. It's uh, lovely to be here. John, Appreciate you having you're me. You're welcome, mate. So, John, <laughs> let's go call this uh, interview uh, spirituality for beginners because I truly believe that most of people make a big mistake. What is spirituality? What's religion? And list goes on. Mm. But let's go start with a simple question for you. Yes. Can you tell us about your spirituality or your spiritual journey and how it has influenced your perspective on health and wellness? Yeah, well, it takes me way back, way, way back to yeah. my late teens yeah. where I just had a real interest in personal development and spiritual development. So I started doing some little courses just for myself, not the industry I was in at the time. So I started as a hairdresser and then a beauty okay. therapist. Um, and over the years, I just developed my own <clears throat> intuition through yeah. reading cards and doing different courses. Um, but as I was working on people's bodies in beauty therapy, I started to sense things. And I was sensing okay. things while I was working on people's bodies. I would hear messages. I would see things. I would feel things in the body. And so I felt like I wasn't quite sure what was going on. But every time I looked into researching courses and things like that, I got really drawn to them. So I decided to follow those nudges and did quite a few courses and did a spiritual development course um, that went for about a year. And then from there, I did a Reiki course and I just continued doing these courses Basically not at the at that time for a business perspective, but yeah. more for myself, more for me to know what was happening, how what was, what was this ability that I had, you know, how could I work with this, how could I work on myself um, and then also help others. So slowly I phased out of doing beauty therapy and hairdressing because the healing side took over and I couldn't deny the things that were happening. Mm. So there were little miracles here and there and some big miracles. It's not about me actually doing that. It's me being the conduit for the energy okay. that comes through to assist people if it's part of their path to be healed. If so it's part of be healed. Yes, not so, everybody yeah, that's is meant to be healed. Oh, really? No. Okay, that's I love your smile because we will always accept um, healing when we are ready to be healed. And as you said, yes. not everybody meant to be healed, right? So can I ask you just a small question? Yeah. When we talk about energy, right, we have the, let's just say, two main currents of energy, good and bad, right? Mm. How do how are we measuring what's the good energy and what's the bad energy? Can you share this? Yeah, let's look at it like this. Let's look at the human body divided in two and one side has a dark energy and the other side has a light energy. So it's a bit like yin and yang, masculine, feminine, mm -hmm. dark and light, 
And really, we all contain that. Yeah. In order for us to be a human being, we must have dark and light in us, right? But it's what we choose to use that makes us the person that we are. When, when you say what we choose, how we choose energy, like, you know, isn't this given to us by birth or maybe... Um well, you can choose I'm asking because to, you're the expert in this instead of yeah. me blurbing Mario's way. No, it's, it's yeah, so you can choose to be a good person or you mm. can choose to be a bad person, right? Whatever those choices are determines what part of you you're using, mm. what light are you using. Are you using the darkness or are you using the light? Uh, this is a question for me now. I'm, I'm, I prefer, does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Yes. Yeah. So it's like in every moment of every day, we get to choose what we are about to say, what we are thinking, what we are about to do. And we get to choose (coughs) whether that's a good thought, a good feeling, right, or a good gesture, Mm. or we get to choose if it's a bad one. Really, it's up to us to decide. And I believe that's what makes you who you are. I'll ask you one rhetorical question because I can't confirm. I have no facts. I have no reference to this one. But I was told by one person many, many years ago why the uh, bad thinking and bad wishes are more um, faster to come through than something good. And, you know, that person explained to me that there's a much more people think negative and there's continuously how I was told, like, in sent to universe, you know, for example, just just a figure of a speech, this is not, like, I wish this person bad this, I wish the person this, I wish this, or swearing, or something like this. And they say, I was told that when you project that negative energy into a universe, that person you curse, whatever it is, is going to be much more fast, it's going to be um, feeling that negativity than positivity. Allegedly, allegedly, there's more negative energy than positive energy. Yes. Is that how things work? Because of conditioning, the way that we're brought up, when we're born, we're so innocent and pure, you know, and then we grow up in this world where we see things, we experience things, and we get conditioned. Yes. And that is part of the process of why we may be lining up with our ego side, which Mm -hmm. is the dark side, rather than the light side. Both are very powerful. That is very true. And you know what today it is? Today it's a photo May. They say, may force be with you, right? Yes, so true. (laughs) So may force be with you. Yes. That way, you know, the Jedi's and everything else. How do you define healing and what role does it play in your approach to wellness? Healing is doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, right? But you just said like, okay, sorry, yes, no, it, you're right. It there. doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yes. Healing means that we want to better ourselves. Mm. We want to become the best version of ourselves. And there's so many levels of healing. There's physical healing, emotional healing, mental healing and spiritual healing. So we have many layers and depending on what you're going through in your life, whether it's a physical issue, an emotional issue, a mental issue, then you need to look at them as a whole Yes. and you also need to look at them individually. And so when it comes to spiritual healing or energetic healing, which is what I do, it's about looking at all of those levels 
where did it come from? What belief or what experience happened to you that created the issue in that in that area for you, whether it's yeah. physical, you know, mental or emotional, and sometimes spiritual as well. So it really varies. Everyone's an individual. Everyone's on their own individual journey. And I'm here to clarify that for people. I'm here to say, this is what I'm picking up for you on this level. Physically, there's this showing up or I don't do diagnosis, <laughs> but I say there's an area of the body that yes. we need to look at yeah. and it's connected to this, this and this. And it'll be either an experience or something that they've had some trauma, some stress-related stuff that's happened to them. And we look at how we can clear that before it actually turns into a disease. Disease, yes. Right? So energy, everything starts out in the energy and works its way into the body if it's unresolved. We're living in very challenging times. Mm. Absolutely. So let's go talk now step by step. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, John Awasalo. I'm going to put in comment section below Joanna details and why Joanna is today with us in studio. Uh, Self-help industry, now it's worth $970 billion. And there's a lot of theories there, but little practice. Joanna, she needs to practice because her clients expecting results. And she's very clear with this one. She's not a miracle worker, but she does things and she creates some miracles. In past three years, we've been exposed to different lifestyle, let's go call it. Mm. Different lifestyle. Uh, somehow we've been come to glue to the TV, the screens, to everything that experts, experts told us. Don't expose your kids too much to the TV screen, computer screen, mobile screen. But that was not enough. Uh, during the lockdowns, we could have the more alcohol. We can buy more alcohol. <laughs> it, do you remember? Yes, it was, it was I unbelievable. Do. Like I was, I was under impression. So like, so like, the doesn't leave there, nothing. It's all good with uh, with alcohol. But one thing worries me more. It was a brown bags delivered 24-7 in the front of our door. I never saw in my life. I never believed that I'm going to witness in my life that I'm sitting at home, I'm doing surviving over the my menu on my mobile phone and awaiting the guy on a motorbike with a brown bag. It's actually brown bag yeah. <laughs> with a semi-cold food, yeah. so greasy, yeah. but that was healthy. Now, the, my question is, what natural products do you recommend uh, for promoting overall health and vitality and why? Maybe you have something in your bag. Maybe you have something of your own brand. Well, I'll tell you a little story. Please, please. Working as a hairdresser and a beauty therapist for many years, I seemed to absorb a lot of chemicals over mm -hmm. that time. And in my 20s, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called lichen planus. Now, the only way you can get lichen planus is through chemical buildup in the body yeah. or hormonal changes. And I wasn't going through menopause in my 20s. So I went on a journey to look at detoxing my whole living, mm -hmm. my body, what I put on it, what I eat, everything chemical free. Yes. Because I needed to eliminate as much chemical as possible so that I could maintain this autoimmune disease 
and stop it from progressing or or being angry, right, in my body. It's very hard to detox um, all chemicals completely from the body, but I did my best by starting to not have or introduce any chemicals, whether it be cleaning products. Um, because I was a beauty therapist, I started making my own natural organic products okay, okay. called Nature's Secrets. And then um, now I've just launched a mineral makeup range, which is all natural as well, it has a natural SPF in it of 25. Um, so I went on a journey of wanting other people to be able to use natural products and know that they're good and they do a great job. There's nothing wrong with them. Yes. Um, and also with food. So my son had some food allergies to chemicals oh, okay. in food when he was younger. So it was definitely part of my journey to understand that we need to eliminate chemicals as much as possible. And so uh, organic produce is really important and also uh, looking at the types of food that you're eating, yeah. whether it suits your body or not. Um, and also the things that you drink, beverages. So anything, one of my rules was anything in a packet or a jar, Yeah, I didn't buy. Can I just share something with you? Yes. You said something very interesting that your son had food allergies, right? Mm. And I do remember at my age, 25, I started developing something. I'll call them stigmatas, religious stigmatas. I will start with a small you know, itchiness, redness, and then will become uh, very, very pronounced red spots, you know, sometimes they will bleed and on my feet. Yes. And um, at that stage, I was married to the doctor. And I told her, like, listen, what's happening to me? She says, listen, we're going to, uh, we need to see a specialist. So specialist, you know, and we saw him. And done the test, he says to me, you are allergic on preservatives. And I'm like, how, how what, what is that? You know, with preservatives? I mean, like, yes. And, um, you know, at that stage, I was already eight years in the, in the, in the, in the, in the army. And um, during the war, there was no nice cooked food. It was all cans and everything else. Yeah. And he says to me, unfortunately, there is no cure for this. I'm like, okay, this is going to be worse. He <laughs> say, canestan cream from time to time. Mm. But he says to me to drink the Coke. I said, like, Coke? He said, because Coke has a something which kills the preservatives. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, come on, that cannot be... Many, many months after, you know, I decided to do my research and I started doing some cleansing. So it's less now, but it's interesting how we're saying this one. My question for you is, we mentioned spot on the word organic. What is the difference between organic mm. and everything else? Yeah, so food, Let's go break this mystery Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. So food is grown in soil that has mm. not been altered with chemicals. Okay. And pesticides, and the same with the sprays. So there's no sprays. So if you want certified organic, there's plenty of companies that deliver certified organic vegetables and fruit, and even organic meats if you're a meat eater, um, to your door. So you know, and people say, oh, but organic's really expensive. It's actually not, because what I found when I was buying even the organic produce from the supermarkets it would turn, it would go off in the fridge within a few days. And when I buy it from the organic um, uh, suppliers yes. that get their food fresh, it can last up to two weeks in my fridge. So you I'm actually saving money. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
So that's the difference between organic and other food because I always try to understand what is the difference. Mm. Um, but thank you for sharing this with us. Now, let's go run now into the little bit our mind, right? Mm. Mindfulness and meditation. Mm. And um, how do you integrate that mindfulness meditation into your daily life or how we should integrate it into our daily life meditations? For example, I was looking for meditation for myself and uh, I run on a few of these channels and there's always that girl in a bikini. So every time when I close my <laughs> eyes, she says, you close your eyes, I see her. So like, that's, that was not good meditation, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> are you going to laugh? So it's like, so, so, uh, so she was playing with my mind, mindfulness and meditation. Yes. Mindfulness and meditation what we need to do, how we need to do, and how to incorporate in our daily life. And after all, how Joanna Vassalo, she incorporated in her life. My routine, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I do is I give gratitude and I hold an intention for my day. Yes. I give gratitude for waking up, looking out the window, seeing the sunshine, whatever it is. And... I like to hold an intention of how I want to feel and how I want people to feel from me. Okay. Right? And I then do a little bit of meditation. I might be sitting in my bed or I might be sitting in a chair or a lounge having a cuppa. But my meditation for me, and it's different for everybody because there's well, lots... Clearly of- we don't use the same same channel. Okay, okay. That's a, I understand, Yeah, yeah is really just doing some breath work and bringing myself to the present moment, closing my eyes. And it's for me, it's connection to an energy, a source. And when I do that, I feel the energy in my body. And that is like true soul connection, true spiritual connection, if you want to call it that. There's a difference between mindfulness and then meditation. So mindfulness is having an awareness around what you're doing. So, you know, uh, am I going to go for a walk right now or am I going to sit here and eat something unhealthy? It's it's about making choices and having an awareness around your behaviour, the way you think, the way you speak, the places you put yourself in, the situations you put yourself in, the conversations you're having and where you're putting your attention and your energy. So I find if I'm doing my meditation in the morning, it starts me off to a really good start for the day. Then I like to do some stretching, some exercise, at least a half-hour walk, have my shower, get on with my day. I do intermittent fasting most of the time. Okay. So I like to have my first meal around the middle of the day and then I'll have uh, probably about a six-hour group of time where I'll Mm -hmm. eat Um, and I might have two meals a day and then I like my body to heal in the rest of that time and rest. So I think it's important to have a balance. Yes. And so you might be working, whether it's physical or whether it's mental or whatever, but you also need to have fun. Yes. In your day. 
Yes. And then you also need to have your rest time. So let's step back. What is uh, acceptable when to meditation? Now, joke on the side. If I close my eyes, um, many times I try to do this, it's always come some bad, bad dreams or bad things, right? Really? There's never, yeah, like, yeah, well, look. <laughs> What's the intention when you close well, I just your try to, eyes? No, I just, try to, I just try to meditate, right? That's what it's like. So it's important to have an intention. Oh, okay. So when you have an intention, you're about to close your eyes, what is it that you want to experience? Um, me personally was, I didn't know actually. I didn't know. I, I dismissed meditation uh, for one simple reason um, because maybe I didn't know how to do it. I'm sorry. I, I take the words back. I even today don't know what to do it and how to do it. So right. I was self-educating myself and it's like mm. I, I laid this on the side because, you know, better better don't do something which brings more negativity than positivity. So, you know, I mean, instead of increasing the whatever frequencies or the volume of my thoughts, I said to myself, it's better, don't do this. So, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm happy to. So, so, so to start with, for those of you out there who want to learn meditation, it's important to know what you want to get from it, the intention behind what you want to receive. That might be a feeling. If you've got anxiety, you might want to feel peace and tranquility. Okay. If you... Uh, want to connect with someone who's passed over, you might want to experience that. If you want to just connect to a higher power, source energy, you might just want to feel that or see that. You might have a vision. If you're intuitive in seeing, you might see something. You might see a colour. Um, you might feel something. I always say it's the same colour. So is it is a, is a orange or is a purple? I don't know why, but it's always like that. Orange and the nice. purple. I was like, no, seriously, it's all the time, you know what I mean? And that's when I dream, you know, and everything else. I said to myself, what I'm seeing is purple. I don't really see the purple, no way. But can you um, teach people how to meditate? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a, a membership program called Path of Insight and I do meditations in there weekly. I have two insight calls a month. I do spiritual development in there. Yeah. Um, and, yes, absolutely, Meditation may look different for different people. Yes. Some people, their meditation is gardening. Some people, their okay. meditation is colouring in. Okay. It's about going into a place where your mind is still and you feel really present. I think that in my personal case, and I, I start for myself, um, I will agree with you everything what you say in, in one simple reason. We are all product of our thoughts and what we think what we believe and there was a time in my life when you know when it was already dark in my life i'll make sure that i put even more darkness around me by blaming everybody else for my problems mm. then i need to give up now being 50 years old man i realize how much luckier i am that i'm in a position where i am right now that healthy you know i, I can you know afford things and you know seeing my son he's doing well and that makes me happy. I couldn't care less. And if I knew things you tell me right now, like everybody else, guys, uh, go in the comment section below, contact Joanna Basalo, make your life happier, healthier, more exciting. It's not just uh, money. We all need the money. Like money is good. It's not bad. But, you know, there's a more important things in life. And one thing is a health. Nobody talks about health.
Mm. Everybody talks about success. Everybody talks about being rich. Everybody talks about being this, this, and this, and this. And I always come back from that point of view in my life. I say, if you don't have a health, you know, you can't plan nothing. When you're healthy, you can have everything. So my next question is going to be, can you um, talk about food? You mentioned something, you know, organic and organic, but plant-based foods. Changes your energy. Does the, it? The energy, yes. You think about a plant, it has its own energy, right? Oh, okay. That's, that's, it's it's all for me. It's all like, sorry. It's live. It's yeah. growing. If it's growing, like human beings yeah. grow, trees grow, it has a life force energy. When you eat that, it's actually enhancing your energy. You're giving yourself the nutrition from the plant. That's why it's important to have plants fresh. So if you're going to eat vegetables and fruit, it's great to have it fresh. If it's been frozen, if it's been sitting around for weeks, you know, in a supermarket, it's not going to have the high intensity of the energy. So growing your own plants, you know, your own vegetables and fruits are really important. And I've only got a small yard, but I've got fruit trees and I've got vegetables everywhere. And I like to go out and pick them fresh. So this makes you feel really good, like your energy feels heightened when you eat good food. Yes. And if it's raw, it's even more valuable. So that's a, that's a good one there. Mm. But you see, I, my my childhood was being everything about, about the vegetables. My mom, she cook vegetables every day. I hate it. You know what I mean? The beans, the carrots, the, the, the cabbage, <laughs> the, you know, like all this. When the, uh, summer comes, like more tomato and the capsicum, I'm like, come on, we don't want to meat, you know what I mean? Mm. Meat was uh, in scarcity. So winter was coming, you know, we had the meat only for winter time, and that's it, you know what I mean? Because everything's dead, there's no plants, there's nothing. <laughs> and I couldn't believe me, you know what I mean? Like, oh God, I just want to one day wake up in a country where I can just walk in the shop and buy things. And that happened in Australia. And I'm like, this is far too convenient. This is far too convenient and actually it's not good for our health. So thank you for sharing that one. My question about, and we spoke about this one, busy lifestyle, you know, what they, call, what they say, like, you know, uh, balancing uh, lifestyle, there's expression about these things. Can you tell us, um, how do you suggest balancing a busy lifestyle, like work hard, party hard, that's what they say? Um, how do you, what do you suggest uh, how to balance busy lifestyle and health? I think the first thing that you need to decide is what your capacity is. Um, everybody has a different capacity and I also think that it's important to prioritise, you know, what's really important to you. Mm. Is it working hard or is it having balance. And if it is having balance, then definitely create the space and the time in your calendar um, for that. So for me, I wake up at a certain time to make sure that I can do all of those little things that I like to do before I start work. And I like to make sure that my energy is at 100% before I work with people. Yes. So... I'm responsible when I'm working with people and I'm responsible for my own energy. Mm -hmm. So if I just happen to catch a flu or whatever and I'm not well, 
I would definitely postpone my appointments. It's not something I would continue to do. I wouldn't work while I was unwell. So I think it's really important that we prioritise and we make sure that we know what our capacity is to give yourself a little bit of leeway time in case unexpected things happen and that you're not in that rush energy, that feeling of, you know, I've got this to do, I've got that to do and I'm rush, rush, rush all day. It's not a great energy. It doesn't keep you grounded and it certainly doesn't keep you centred and aligned. So your awareness is then nowhere to be seen and it's really important that we are aware of time as well as how much time do I have to do something without that feeling of panic or stress because that's where that's we get lost. Yeah. We get lost in overcommitting to too many things yes. in one day and then we feel overwhelmed. There is a lot of... Um, I'll call them gurus. I love, I love that word, gurus. I just love them. Um, <laughs> they're suggesting that person should sleep less, wake up earlier at 4 o'clock in the morning to be successful. Would you suggest somebody to sleep less and wake up as early 4 o'clock in the morning to have the happy, healthy lifestyle? Again, I think it depends on your capacity. Okay. If your energy levels are high, you may not need as much sleep. Okay. If your energy levels are low, then you probably need a little bit of extra sleep. So it's going to be different for everybody. Um, I still like to, I'm a morning person. I like to get up quite early. Um, so for me, you know, I'm asleep by 10 o'clock and okay. I wake up at around 5. In the morning? Yes. Are you okay? You're, you're not tired now? Or? I, no, oh. not at all. Okay. Uh, I like to... At five o'clock, I'm like doing those rituals. I'm like, oh, okay. you know, and then I'm usually working from 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. And go throughout the day and then, yeah. Okay. I know you're going to laugh something. I just like drop on top of my mind, like out of the balloon. Yeah. Uh, recently, I was in um, um, Easter show, mm. right? And um, I was working with Matteo there and... Then we passed it by one pavilion and I said to Mateo, something is inside, I need to go because it's like a, there's a there's a whispering but a loud whispering. I couldn't explain myself. If something was the noises, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I went inside, it's like a 50 clairvoyants. <laughs> back to back each other, right? Yeah. The crystal balls, Doing the cards. <laughs> yeah, like everything else. And it's like, how they how they it's like a like a like a factory, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, wow. That's a lot of energy. What do you think about this one? Mm. What do you think about that energy day? So like 50 Marios or Marias, like, you know, females and males, but it's a 50 this clairvoyance day, right? Mm. And everybody does the tarots and, you know, all these cards and crystals and 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 then, mm -hmm. and I'm like, but I was attracted to this inside. It's like something's wrong inside because I yeah. can hear some some noise, yes, some voices, but, I mean, real voices. Yes. And Matteo says to me, oh, yeah, let's go inside. It's like, oh, my God, it's like a 50 of them doing the wow. similar thing. Yeah. What do you think about those places like this? Well, my I've never been attracted to doing readings in that sort of a scene. Yeah. Um, I like the energy to be contained in a small space in my space. Um, even sometimes when I've had maybe a mother and daughter or a couple in the room, you can pick up on the other person's energy oh, okay. 
because there's two people in the room. So yeah. it can get a little bit like crossed over. And then you'll have messages for one that's not really having the reading. So I think those sorts of places, the energy can get a little bit wild. Mm. Uh, it's not, it's not <laughs> I, my I cup like of it. tea. I like it. So like, yeah, like wild, yeah. <laughs> not my cup of tea to be doing that sort of work in that sort of environment. Um, I like, like I said, I, I like things to be really clear when I'm receiving message or I'm seeing and I, I need to know what it relates to and who it relates to. So that's my opinion. I must share something with you. Yeah. You know, this is this is not uh, this is not something I willingly share on a, on a public domain, but I did remember. Um, I'll, I'll be frank with you. Like two thousand seven eight, um, I'll, I'll, I was being invited by the lady um, to come to that. Um, she's um, um, a medium, right? Yes. And you know, I was come on. <laughs> Whatever, I mean, like, yeah. So, but you know, I was being invited uh, to the mutual friend, so I went there, and you know, I have no interest to be the part of that, you know, Crimea River stories and everything else. And then suddenly, so she doesn't know me; she's just not the person next to me. Mm. She just, they don't know the some details about my life. Anyway, um, she says, you know, there's a person in uniform uh, has a two pl- two blue stripes. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's my grandfather uniform. He has a two blue stripes, you know. I mean, he was general in secret police, and uh, he was in uh, intelligence something. He has messages. I'm like, okay, that was that was the weird thing, you know. I mean, so she's passing the message, and it's like, maybe that's for me because I see nobody standing up, right? Mm. And then she says to me, "There is a man without leg on a bicycle." It was my father. My father was driving bicycle, but before died, they. Cutting his leg off, right? Oh, right. Yeah, because uh, of cancer. <sighs> and um, I said, can't be, mate. And after we finish it, right, mm. she says to me, Mario, like, you know, I never have a two people come into, into that. Uh, and I was like, are you sure this is for me? <laughs> because uh, other people have the grandfathers. <laughs> she says to me, this is the message I didn't want to say publicly. And I said, like, because um, I was afraid, you know, of some things. And he, the, my father told me, don't go in cemetery. And at that stage, I was taking pictures on cemeteries only. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man. Like, where's the mic here? I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I somehow I start exploring these things, right? It was only once, you know what I mean? Yeah. So now I understand what you're talking about. But my next question for you is, yeah. um, what is the biggest misconception between spirituality, religion, and wellness? Mm. What is the biggest misconception people have? What is the spirituality and what's the wellness or is this connected to religion? Do you need to believe in God or whatever it is? Yeah. So a lot of people think spirituality is religion or it's religious. Yeah. I feel spirituality is connected to an energy or a source out there, the creator, whatever you want to call it, what we're made from, what we're a part of, and it's a lifestyle as well. Lifestyle, okay. It's a lifestyle to be committed to the energy of the source of why we're here and who we are. Meditation is a part of that. That's a way that we can connect with ourselves as well as that energy that I'm talking about, source or God or whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. that, right? And if you haven't had a spiritual experience before, then it's hard to comprehend. Like it's like 
you don't really know what that is. It doesn't mean that if you're religious, you're not spiritual because you can be both. But I don't, I don't specifically believe in one particular religion. Okay. Right? So it means that even though I was brought up a Catholic, um, I'm not religious as such. I'm spiritual. I believe that we have a creator, that we're part of a big energy and that um, that is what you would call God. Yes. Right? And when it comes to well-being, that's part of that. You know, well-being, again, is that awareness yes. around wanting to feel that inner peace, to feel connected to something that's way bigger than us. I agree with that, Tanya. Yeah. And so that's what I really feel is the difference. And I think the misconception is that uh, spirituality is religious or it's really woo-woo, you know, that's what <laughs> people so call it. Yeah, yeah. They call it woo-woo yeah. or, you know, it's all about um, spirits or mm. whatever. That's not necessarily true. Mm. Um, so I do believe it's a practice and it's something that we should all be incorporating in our daily practice is to find that inner peace, however that is for you. There's no right or wrong. It's about finding the inner peace and the connection to your soul and the greater power. Just, just how you explain this one. So there is a lot of, um, you know, if you go 300 years in the past, you now will be burned on a fire, I mean, because... We are heretics, you know, I mean, how you can say something like this is a God only. Yes. But people are turning to the spirituality for mm. various reasons. However, um, you must meet the people who come to you and uh, try to lecture you about spirituality mm. and uh, how that is wrong or is not real or something like this. How are you dealing with that? People who are negative towards you at any level. How the oh, yeah. Joan Vassalo, okay, you said this. Oh, look, I, I even have family members that don't really believe oh, okay. in what I do. You yeah. know, it's because if you're a scientific person and mm. you can't typically see energy, mm. then you're not going to believe that you're able to do anything with energy. So there is a big divide in people want to see the proof. You know, they want proof of what you're capable of or yeah. what uh, is out there. And energy is not something you can see unless you are intuitively tuned to it. So for me... When you, when you say intuitively um, tuning it, what, what does that mean? That means that if you're a highly sensitive person like myself mm -hmm. where you can feel energy, you can see energy. When I say see energy, I see it in my mind's eye. It's not my physical eyes seeing it. And when that happens for me, that's not what everybody else can see or feel, yeah. right? It's because I've been working in this industry for over 15 years professionally. Mm -hmm. I practice it every single day and it's something that comes easy to me. So... I can't prove that to anybody, but what I can do is allow the people that choose to come and see me to have the experience and they can feel it and they can feel the changes after they've had a visit with me. 
So I think there's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people out there who want to see the proof, don't believe that it's real, that you can heal someone with the energy um, or that you can speak to spirits or that you can speak to spirit guides or that you can hear God, you know. So that's always going to be there. There's always going to be people out there who just don't believe it's real. One thing I like at W really, really much, and this is what um, life it is about. Um, I, I, I will say again from my experience, so nobody's offended or doesn't believe or, you know, want to believe. I, I believe that miracles do exist. and But truly believe that miracles comes in different shapes, sizes, or forms. In my particular, it is my son. I knew it, I can have a kids. I knew it, that one. Uh, and it was difficult for me to even contemplate that, you know, being 24 years old man, f- learning that you're never going to have a child. So you always believe there's a time ahead of you. But then I live in a society which is um, outcasting you, right? You're not a man. Yeah. Literally. Now, mm-hmm. My parents were the first one, then the people around me, and, you know, them feeling sorry and everything else. I got at my child. I got at my child with a woman who is in this continent, I mean, through the in vitro. Um, and that was the one thing. But the biggest uh, miracle for me was happened that my child, which I don't advertise very often, and I don't say this one now, I can say because I have a approval of my son that I can say finally. Um, as a kid, he didn't like to be told, you know, anybody knows has epilepsy. And when you live with a child with the epilepsy, you, you, you see that his life choices are limited. Yes. And, you know, but then surgery happened. And doctor says it's it's a miracle. It was chances are 50-50. And you need, you don't know, like, this is not like a, a taking a cancer out, so you know, after three months. It was a two-year period of waiting, all these testings, everything else. And the list goes on. And I don't talk to people, look at me, look at me, like you. But if you believe that miracles exist, they will, they will happen. And I know that miracles will not happen in my life if it was not people like yourself. Uh, because when you surround yourself with the negative people, negative shit's going to happen to you. There's no question asked. That's a, that's a given. I know that one very well. But if you decide to run your life by believing in better, and you told me at the beginning there's uh, days when you feel down. You know, There's days when you're feeling you don't want to maybe work or talk to people, but yet you are, you know, reset yourself somehow and you continue uh, living your life. So I congratulate you, Joanna. To congratulate you for today sharing with us some insights in these ones. But that leads me another thing. Mm-hmm. It's eleven years since your this year is going to be eleven years since you have the, this first touch with unknown, and um, since then you start uh, you embark into the into the uh, waters of the business entrepreneur and making the income, and that is uh, quite challenging in the field you are, mm-hmm. but you are. Combine all these smiles, like, like yeah. So let's go talk about business. Yeah. So you talk. obviously, you know, mother, you have a son, you know, and all these things, and then you would decide, I don't want to be hairdresser anymore. I don't want to be makeup artist anymore. I'm gonna be spiritual guide or call this healer. What obstacles you faced in developing that side of the business? Because healing doesn't come for free, you know, like Joanna needs to feed the family. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So 
over the time, it's like, again, if people don't have the proof, they don't believe it's valuable, right? So the biggest journey for me was knowing that what I was doing was valuable, um, gaining the practice and the confidence and getting the results. Once I started getting that and feeling like what I'm doing is really important and the messages I was getting about the work that I'm doing is really important, um, that just keeps me going. Yes. And the spiritual experiences and the, and the illnesses I have had in the past that I've healed from, I've had miraculous things happen to myself, um, have made me feel like this is my commitment. This is my commitment to you for saving me and be for humanity. Whoever is attracted to me will come. Whoever needs me will come. And so this is where the controversy was with the marketing side of business in my industry yes. is that, you know, you get all these coaches out there who, you know, this is what you have to do and the marketing has to be like this, this and this and da-da-da-da-da. I believe if you're the real deal and your energy is well-kept and you're aligned with the work that you're doing, people will find you. I agree with you. They will just find you. See, again, I like, you know, I feel embarrassed to talk about these things, but there are the things in our life happen to us for the reason. Yes. And either we're going to accept this, we'll learn lesson, or we're going to continue. In 2014, I'm just going to share this with you. And people, it's not secret, but um, the mother of my child and my child, they went overseas for six months. I was very, very ill. And the doctor didn't know what it is. And eventually says to me, I need to give you the antibiotics for the um, people with um, HIV, the lung, some medicines, all these things. Because start coughing blood and everything else. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I didn't know what it is. And that morning following morning, um, I saw, you know, my boy. I was so happy. He comes back after two months and, you know, it's cold here. It's June, July. He was overseas, Italy, Spain, sun, you know, like whatever it is. And I took the pills and I stopped breathing, like, stopped breathing everything. Wow. And next thing, I wake up in the ambulance, open my eyes. I see the needle in my chest, close my eyes again, wake up in the Blacktown emergency. And... While this happened to me, I have the wildest dream in my life. <laughs> I know you're gonna laugh. No, right? I'm not. Because uh, it's real to laugh. me. Yeah, yeah, like I have a goosebumps right now. And I saw my father on a bicycle, and he's pushing. It's like a, this, you know, that pictures from Tuscany, like you know the yes. dirt road and all these pine trees. And my father, exactly bike I remember as a kid, and he's pushing bike next to him. He's a hopping right. And uh, I, it, no, I was swear to him as like, you know, <laughs> and then I wake up and I was, you know, being tied up in the hospital. I was, my skin was a purple, right? So what happened? I got anaphylactic shock on a penicillin. Right. I never been allergic on penicillin before that. And I'm not even today. Not even today. And I was trying to find the answer. What happened to me? Mm. So... I have a friend, Jane, and she gave me all these crystals, you know, energies. And, and I was like, Jane, it just, I was just was very revengeful. But the things are 
swing out of control. Anyway, eventually I, I met somebody and the lady says to me, uh, you've been cursed. I was like, come on, come on. Is this ever ex- even exists, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I, I was being told something and I was like, how she knows because, you know, that's not the way. But what it happened, year after that, after whatever this lady she did and she told me, can't come inside my house, I'll do something remotely. And she said, I don't feel well when I even see you. She said, you're a walking dead person. And I'm like, you know, like it was literally, I was feeling I'm dying. Like literally I was feeling I'm dying. Everybody around me wow. saw me disappearing, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, a year later, I got the phone call. So this is a true story. And the person tells me, while your life looks beautiful, my is like a washing machine on a high spin. And I said, like, okay, wow, that's care for me. Anyway, you know, I broke my arm just by standing in front of my house. And then somebody burned my car. And then something this I said, why calling this to me? And I didn't want to, I didn't want to register, right? And then I got the phone call from that lady. She says to me, Did you get the phone call? It's like, yes. She says to me, now you can continue your life. Still things start changing. And I was like, I still to death, like, come on, being cursed, but how this woman she knows and this done. So I started exploring spirituality. And I truly believe that there are people like yourself who are there for the reasons on this planet Earth. Past two years, enough about me, past two years prove that we are um, become more angrier, more unhealthier, uh, being surrounded with the negativity and everything else. And on top of this, you wrote a book. Yes. Share with us the book. Yes. It's a children's book, right? Yes. Okay. So I wrote it about five years ago, nice, so eh? it was before COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, basically it's called The Rainbow Tree Me. Okay. And it's also for adults if you want to go back to your yeah. inner child stuff. I'm still there. But it's about a little seed, soul seed, who wants to grow his rainbow colours, which are his chakras in his body. So he wants mm. to grow up. Yeah. And as he goes through and develops each chakra, which is an energy centre um, that we have along our spine, the main energy centres along our spine, he goes on a little journey to meet like elves and fairies and angels and he learns a lesson as he moves through each yeah. layer and each colour that he develops. Yeah. And it's got really beautiful affirmations in the book Um you know, and it it helps a child to understand if they're feeling lonely or they're lost or they're feeling sad. And it kind of spins the whole story around from feeling negative to positive. Through each chakra, there's a little lesson, there's an affirmation, and he finally develops all of his rainbow colours at the end. And he's made all these friends along the way, and he's learnt lots of lessons. And it's just a really gorgeous book. So there's seven stories connected to the seven chakras. You know what? I love your smile. Seriously, Joanna, you didn't stop smiling for the moment you entered this studio. <laughs> and that's that's a rarity now. Mm. It's like a going museum and say like, you know, 100 years ago, that's what they did. Today, yeah. the human smile, it's become so precious. Yes. Let's go touch something. You have affirmations. Yeah. What do you think about formations? Why they're powerful? Why they're not people don't use them? And how do we use affirmations? There's, again, a lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. And only one I was listening to is uh, Donna Hay. Mm-hmm. And I think, but she's sometimes too, 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 too slow to come to the point where I need to hear it. Yes. So, like, affirmations. Why are so special? How to use them? 
Why to use them? Every everything, every word, every emotion has a vibration. Okay. It has an energy. Mm-hmm. And you've probably seen these tests where they'll put um, you know, a glass of water with something, a word written on it, mm. or some another glass with a different word, a, a negative word. And you'll or or a plant, and you'll see the difference in the energy <laughs> yeah. of the plant or whatever. So it's really about if you are full of negativity, if you have negative words that come to you quite easily, it's about changing the habits and the vibration of what you're saying. So one of the things I love to teach is if you say something negative in your own head or out aloud, you can delete it. From the universe. I want to ask you this, because sometimes we, I told you this before, sometimes I have the negative thoughts. I don't know where they come from. We all just, do. You know what I mean? I just like, come on, God, seriously? You know what I mean? <laughs> We're I human. Mean, yeah, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm so special. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'll make you laugh. It's, it's <laughs> okay. about changing it around, yeah. you know, turning the negativity into a positive. It's about believing in something that maybe you never believed in before about yourself. So having an affirmation can kind of really filter through your own energy and you can start to calibrate with that affirmation. You start to actually feel it. You start to believe it. When we start feeling that, that's when we can actually create. That's when we can manifest what it is that we're feeling, what we're thinking so again, conditioning, programming. Sometimes we've got so to. So you're teaching it. all this, right? You're teaching all. You yeah. teach people how to uh, apply affirmations. What else you teach people? I teach people how to heal themselves. I teach mm. people how to connect with the true source, the energy. I teach people how to understand that we are all human. We all have things happen. I have been sick in the past. I've had some miracles happen. Um, and if it wasn't for those experiences, those negative experiences, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be the but person okay. I am this today. This is like a proof. I want to say something about your hair, but I think it would be inappropriate to me to say, no. you know, Joanna, you have the beautiful hair because I'm bald, but. <laughs> no, let's see, talk. Like, let's go talk about hair because, you know, the light doesn't uh, put true light on your hair. So yes. we understood it right now. But when I see you on uh, your Facebook, when you do the education, when you talk to the clients, talk to the people, I always wonder, it's like, her hair's different than anybody else. Why is that there? Why is it so like, I went on a little, healthy? Yeah. I mean, like, well, wild. I went on a journey, yeah. as you know, being a hairdresser in the beginning, years and years ago, used a lot of colour on my hair. Again, chemicals in the body, right? And this autoimmune disease, mm. I don't like to say that, I have it or name it or give it any energy. But there was a particular time in my life where I was super stressed and I started losing my hair. So I had like a bit of an attack with this specific. A big woman as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember going to the hairdresser and having a colour this particular day and while she was washing my hair at the basin, I could literally taste the chemicals in my mouth. And I actually started losing my hair after that. After you tested it? Uh, yeah. 
I started, uh, my body was not okay with more chemicals. Mm. So I decided that, and nobody else was doing this back then, I'm going to go natural. I'm not going to put any more colour in my hair. That was the only chemical that I continued to put in my hair because I wanted to look young. Mm. I wanted to appear to be younger than what I may have been or, you know, it's obviously a concept that people have that if you colour your hair, you look younger. So I knew I had grey hair but I decided that I was going to grow this out and I was going to be a young person with my natural colour. And you've done well. Congratulate you. I know that there's going to be a lot of resistance in society, you know, like, as I say, like I'm bald. And um, I can't complain. I'm bald since my uh, my twenty second birthday because I was wooden in head, and um, yeah, since that moment I I don't have the hair, but that's okay. I, I'm okay with that one. I'm the man, but being the woman or lady or girl, you know, the hair it's a part of the daily ritual and mm. growing up and confidence. So it's like, ladies, if you're looking for the way how to make your hair better. On natural way, feel free to contact uh, Joanna. <laughs> Joanna, for the last, I'd like to ask you, you're doing individual healing session. Yes. What are they and how people can participate in this, how they can come to you? I mean, I'm going to put in contact section, in comment section below, uh, Joanna details, how you can contact her, but in your own words, mm. individual healing sessions, how, when, what? Yeah. So I work globally online, so I can do my work distantly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also work in Glenbrook in the Lower Blue Mountains. Mm -hmm. I have a clinic there and you can come and see me personally. You can book online. Everything's there. There's free consults if you just want to have a consultation with me. The first thing I like to do is an energy assessment. So I like to tune into your energy once you give me the approval to do that Mm -hmm. and see what's going on and see what needs to be healed, what needs to be cleared, what needs to be replenished and what needs to be repaired. So sometimes when we have like even energetic operations, uh, sorry, physical operations, we need to have energetic operations as well. Because when we have a physical operation, we're actually creating damage to the energy field and the energy of our bodies. When that's left undone, we can have issues still. So so I call it psychic surgery. So I do psychic surgery where I heal any sort of um, damage that's been done by a physical operation. Trauma can cause damage Mm -hmm. and ongoing stress. Ladies and gentlemen, that was today the first episode with Joanne Vassalo. We're going to have Joanne again in the studio with us. So this was called, I'll call this episode spirituality for beginners and it is for beginners for the people like myself and all of you who are very well known in spirituality now you learn what takes and how joanna uh, what her modus operandi is so um, please feel free to visit joanna uh, uh, vasalo in comment section below i put her details and uh, get in touch with her with joanna vasalo thank you joanna for being my guest today Thank you so much. Loved it. Yeah, you're welcome, eh? (laughs) Stay healthy, stay happy.